Welcome to A Girl's Guide 2, the podcast designed to help women in their 20s enhance their minds, love their bodies, and heal their souls. I'm your host, Michaela, a girl navigating her 20s and helping you do the same. I am so happy and grateful that you are here. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Girl's Guide 2. Happy Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Today, once again, another special guest with me, Miss Sophia, who I've I met a few years back. Honestly, I will get into it. I can't really remember exactly how we met, but been mutuals on social media for a while. She is a entrepreneur, a small business owner, just a total badass who inspires me and many others looking to build a business of their own. So today we're going to chat all about entrepreneurship, how we've both got into it, how we've been navigating it, and give you some tips and tricks to help you if you are looking to start a small business of your own. So without further ado, Sophia, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) So excited to have you. So go ahead and give the girls a quick rundown of who you are, where you're from, what you do, and yeah. Hi, my name is Sophia Tevs. I am 22 years old from Fall River, Massachusetts, and I own a small business called Sophia Tess Handmade. So I make clay earrings, oil diffusers, fun stuff like that. I also dabble in like TikTok and photography and all that fun stuff. So yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Yes. I know you do a little bit of everything, which I love. And like I said, super inspiring to me. So I love to see everything that you're always up to. I really want to jump right into this topic of entrepreneurship and kind of get a background of you. I'll share my story as well, but a background of why, when, and how you decided to become an entrepreneur um, and kind of just what your journey has looked like over the last few years. Yeah. So when I was younger, I was always like crafty and I kind of always had like that creative mindset. Um, But I did start the earrings in 2020. So it was like two weeks before COVID, I was working a part-time job. I was in cosmetology school and I honestly just wanted extra money. Like when I was little, I, my aunt would like sell duct tape pens at her work for me. Like I always had that like mindset or like drive for that. Um, so I just looked up like things I could do to make extra money and clay earrings popped up. So I thought I'd try that. Um, so I started that right before COVID and as unfortunate as COVID was, it kind of gave me the space and time to grow that and turn it into something better than what I could have imagined. So yeah, I've just been doing that since. (laughs) That's amazing. And your business has now turned into your full-time job or like what has that looked like for you? Yeah. So I ended up after COVID, I ended up taking the leave from cosmetology school. So I had part-time jobs like in between during my leave along with earrings. Um, And then I ended up going back to school last November. I finished, got my license, but I still want to work on this. So I'm doing this for the most part full time. Um, I have like social media gigs here and there, but for the most part, um, my goal is to make my business full time. Amazing. And you are killing it, guys. I, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me post about her business because I'm always either like wearing her stuff or just promoting it because I am obsessed and we actually just did like a little photo shoot recently we did a little giveaway which was so fun so So that's definitely a great perk of being in the entrepreneur space and like connecting with other people like yourself Um, but just quickly for those who don't know about my story similar to you Sophia actually when I was younger I did all those crafty things too like you know the loom bracelets and gimp and string and all of the things that a lot of us girls seem to have done when we were kids. So I also had a really entrepreneurial spirit and mindset. I grew up with a dad who has his own business now, but even prior to that, he was always really big on entrepreneurship and really kind of taught me about it. And then 2020, very, very similar to you. I, as I'm talking, I'm like, wow, our stories are actually very similar. Yeah. Um, with 2020, I ended up 
getting fired from my job. So not COVID related, but that's a whole other story for another time. But it was a blessing in disguise because that's really when my entrepreneurship journey started. I did like health and wellness coaching at the time. It was really what I was into. And then I slowly transitioned into working with a beauty brand through social media and then kind of have just like been doing a whole bunch of different things on social media. But similar to you, I keep saying that, but in my business, the podcast is really now where my whole like heart and soul is and growing my platform, really working on building this platform, I guess, as a creator and a podcast host. So yeah, that is a little bit of my story. I mean, we could probably spend a lot more time deep diving into our stories, but um, I love that we kind of had that spirit in us. I think a lot of girls too, who are probably going to be interested in watching this can relate of that sense of like, I've always known that I was meant for more. I've always known that I wasn't meant to be an employee or work a nine to five. Like that's something that I realized at a young age. I don't know about you. Maybe you can share a little bit more, but working in jobs, like even when I was 16 and I first started working, I just couldn't wrap my head around doing that until I was 65, 70 years old. And although obviously like you have to in the beginning stages, work jobs and part-time jobs, even when you're building your business, there's always that, that voice in your head, like, girl, this isn't it, you know? So what did that look like for you? Like, did you have a specific time where, cause I know you said it started really as a hobby. So was there a specific moment where that light bulb kind of went off in your head? Like, oh shit being an entrepreneur is definitely where I'm meant to be rather than working for other people. I don't think there was a certain time specifically, but I think like gradually as I got older, I just realized that like the last thing, I mean, I respect anyone who does do it, but the last thing I personally want to do is work nine to five for the rest of my life until I retire. Like I remember I went to a vocational high school, so I had a co-op job. So basically instead of school, I went to work for two weeks out of the month. And that job was an office, like nine to five job. And I remember just thinking like, I, this is my worst nightmare to work here, like for my whole life or to work in an office setting where I'm just sitting down and like doing the same mundane thing over and over again. To me, it's just not it. Like it, I want to be creative. I want to build a community. I don't want to, I don't know. I feel like I'm, Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to, no, I know exactly what you're saying. You don't want to work to build somebody else's dream. And that, that is, I feel like it's very easy for us to get caught up in this cycle of going job to job, looking for the right fit. When in reality, for most of us, it is a creative outlet. It is building our own business. Not for everyone, right? Entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. Some people, like you said, love working their nine to five and all the respect and understanding to them. But for those of us who we know it's not the right path, we have to, you know, get out of our comfort zone and just go and see what entrepreneurship really could mean for us. So to piggyback off of what you were just saying and about like pouring, it's so easy for us, at least in my experience, it's been very easy for me to pour into to pour everything that I have into jobs I've had in the past that are making other people's dreams come true and a challenge for me, I've been lacking discipline over the years to build my own empire. So I don't know if this is something that you've experienced, but I know obviously you have a great work ethic, being a young entrepreneur, building a successful business. What has kept you consistent and dedicated to your vision similar to like how you would have shown up when you're working for other people, right? Because I think like when we work for other people, we want to be the best employee. We want to show them that we're a superstar worker and we are an asset to the company. And then when we branch off of that and we're doing our solo thing and entrepreneurship, that self-accountability can be really challenging. So you really have to be dedicated and, and consistent. So what are some ways that you've stayed dedicated and consistent to your vision throughout this these last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, one thing about the when you're working for someone else, it's steady. Like, it might not be steady for them because they're the owner, but it's steady for you. So I think that's why we probably work so well as an employee for other people, because 
we're getting, we're being steady. And that's one of the pros about, it's one of the pros about a nine to five. It's very steady. So it kind of helps that work ethic to be the best employee, to be what you should be like, do, do what you should be doing. Whereas for your own business, you know, that it's not always steady. Not everyone is going to buy a pair of earrings every single day. Like it takes knowing that it will come to work on that. So I think it's just about like reminding yourself that it's not overnight. It's not, it's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be easy. And I think I was such a good employee with like, I worked for a skincare company. When I worked for a skincare company, I thought I was a really good employee. And that's because it was a steady thing for me. Whereas like my boss, of course it's not steady because any business is not fully steady when you, when you're an owner like that. But reminding myself that like that's behind every business you just have to be consistent that makes sense no definitely you have to I mean just like you said it's not an overnight thing it's going to take time and also I think like not falling into the comparison of how fast your business is moving or slow compared to somebody else's is really important like really just being focused on your business and your vision and showing up even when nobody's buying, even when people aren't watching, right? And I say that lightly because- In the early stages, sorry to cut you off, especially in the early stages, like no one's going to buy if you're not posting, Mm, right? like at all. Like you have to just remind yourself that like, you can't just stop just because no one's buying or no one's like purchasing things or whatever the case may be for your business. Like you just have to keep going. Right. Everybody experiences it. Every business has slow seasons and every business owner had a day one, a you know, month one, a year one, right? And you have to just, for me, I think like my biggest way of staying consistent and dedicated and let's be real too, I'm sure you can relate. Sometimes I'm super consistent and dedicated and other times I'm not. It's never, yeah, it's never just this uphill. It is a, literally a roller coaster, right? Like you see those diagrams. It's like life's not like this. It's like this. But I also saw something too that was interesting. It was like a little video of two balls rolling and one was rolling on like a straight path and one was rolling on like like a, I don't know what you call it, a roller coaster path, we'll call it. And the ball that was moving up and down actually go went faster it moved to the finish line quicker and it's basically to show like those low points and those slow seasons and those little dips that we have are actually momentum to keep us going so for me when I'm in those low moments or those slower seasons or maybe just not in it mentally as strong as other times reminding myself of the why and I know for you this might look a little different because you said that you kind of just fell into this, right? Like it wasn't something that you had envisioned for yourself. But for me, having had envisioned always being an entrepreneur and being a business owner, I have to keep the why in mind. And the why for you, for me, for Sophia, like it's always going to look different, which is why it's so special and which is why it's so powerful to turn back to when you are just starting your business and things are moving slow or you've been in it for a while and you're having, you know, transitions that you have to navigate. Remember why you started. Remember why you're doing it for me. Like you guys are the reason why, right? All the women watching, all the people in my community, that's such a big reason why I do what I do. I do what I do for the younger version of myself and for my family to give them a better life in the future. So I think that's really important. Do you have like a why that has developed over the last couple of years that you started doing this? I think I totally agree with you with the younger self, because when I was younger, I definitely could have used that like boost of confidence. Um, So I love lifting women up and making people feel good. Like my slogan is where claim meets confidence. So that's the goal. Um, Yeah, I just love like lifting people up. And that's honestly the majority of my why. I obviously to create a better life for like myself and my family. um, But my mean why is to make people feel good. I love that. And you do a wonderful yeah. job at it. Your new, you just dropped some new um, crew. Is it the crew neck with the, with the big yes. message on the back? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, is it? So you oh, have, I know you just dropped some new apparel. 
Yes. It has like a big um, romanticize your life. Yes. yes, The romanticize your life. Oh my goodness. That for sure. I put that on. We did our little photo shoot, put that on. I'm like, I definitely felt uplifted. I felt confident. I felt so like empowered. So you do a fantastic job at at doing that. I was going to say too, that when you were talking about like getting through those slumps, it's important to give yourself grace because if you're not giving yourself grace then you're not going to go anywhere. And like those low slumps that you said for that roller coaster, like those will teach you and giving yourself grace and like being present and in the moment and appreciating where you're at, even if it's like low, even if it's a slow season, it'll help guide you to that busier season and a higher point. Absolutely. I love it. I agree. And I think having that mindset from the jump, right? Like going into it, knowing that it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies and unicorns all the time, right? It's There's going to be challenging times. Starting with that mindset, I think is going to set you up for success because you're going to be prepared when those times come. You're going to be like, oh, this is that moment that I knew was going to come. But let me take a step back, take a few deep breaths and figure out how I can navigate this. Um, so kind of just moving forward, I love how our generation is filled with people like us, like young entrepreneurs and people who want to embark on the journey. I've been seeing so many TikTok videos or reels or whatever, just like all the time. I'm always seeing people embarking on a journey of entrepreneurship, young people. And I think that is the coolest freaking thing that so many of us are kind of becoming aware of the opportunities that are right in front of us and, you know, what we can do with this life that we've been given. So what's something that you wish you knew when you had first started your personal entrepreneurship journey and how have you been navigating that now? Something I wish I knew, I think I would say that nothing is linear, like in anything in life, regardless of like entrepreneurship or anything, literally nothing is linear, whether that's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's self-image, like nothing is like we talked about earlier, nothing is like steady. So I think it's important to stay in the moment and just like appreciate where you are in your journey rather than like constantly wishing for the next thing. Because those things are going to come, but you need to just like focus on where you're at. Because I tend to think nine steps ahead. Like if I have an idea, I'm like, okay, when I get here, but I need to take 10 steps before I get there. And I tend to like forget about that. So I feel like I would tell myself to just like be present and focus on what's in front of you rather than like what's right in front of you rather than like what's ahead of you, if that makes sense. No, it definitely does. And I think that people get lost in that because there's such a focus on like setting goals and having this vision and what's your one-year goal and your five-year goal and your 10-year goal. And I love goal setting. I think it's important, but I think that sometimes people get too wrapped up into the goals that they've set that they forget to do exactly what you're saying. Focus on the now. The only way you're going to get to that goal is if you're focusing on the present and what you can do with that moment. So I love that and probably would tell myself, very similar. I'd also tell myself to just enjoy it and like have fun with the journey. I think that's something that I'm currently working on getting back to is like loving what I do because I think for so long or, you know, maybe just the last year or so I've been looking at it as like, oh, this is something I have to do. Right. And it's like, I don't, I could go and get a job and work for somebody else like that. So I don't have to be doing this. I get to do this. I have the opportunity to build a business. That is fucking awesome. So reminding myself of that, and I wish like that would be what I would probably tell myself in the beginning is like, don't lose that spark. And remember that this isn't a chore. It's not something you have to do. It's something that first of all, I wanted to do in the first place. And now I get to do in even greater ways than I had imagined at the beginning. So that is so special. And I think when it turns, sometimes it can turn from like a hobby and and fun into obviously work, right? Because it is work. And then that spark is kind of lost. So for me, returning back to, okay, why did I start this? And what 
makes it fun for me. So that's really like a big reason why I started the podcast this year, because long form content was really what got me into social media, like doing vlogs back in the day when I was a kid and just like having conversations with my family when we had family parties. So it's like going back to that. But if I could have avoided that, right? Like if I had known from the start, hey, make sure you're staying true to yourself, make sure you're doing what feels good and having fun with it, then I probably wouldn't be in this position now of like trying to find the spark again. But everything happens for a reason, right? There's lessons to be learned in it all. So I think that it's important to have a business mindset, but like you said, like have fun. And I've learned that like, it's not that serious. Like these little struggles that me and you might complain about or the next person complain about, like it is really not that serious. Or if someone isn't happy with something like that you're selling, that you're posting, like it's not that serious. Like just like, I think that's also what I would tell my younger self is that like, we're a little speck. Like we can make a huge difference, but at the same time, like there's two extremes to it. We're a tiny speck on this life. So it's not that serious. (laughs) No, literally it's not. It's, and if you come from a place of fun and positive energy, then you attract more fun, positive experiences. If you have that mindset of like, oh, I have to do this today, or oh, so-and-so complained, or my video didn't do that well, or I'm not, I haven't sold anything in a week or whatever, right? Who is that helping? Who is that serving? Like, it's not doing anybody any good. So I think any, I feel like every video I make, I always come back to mindset. Like, I just think like it's at the end of the day, every topic that we talk about goes back to mindset and working on your mindset. But even more so in this topic of entrepreneurship, like you have to have a strong mindset in order to build a business. So there's some tips that you have for mindset or like things that you do that you feel really help you to have that business mindset and to keep you motivated. I say lightly because motivation is kind of bullshit, but consistent, we'll say. Are there things that you do that you practice that help you to get into that mindset or maybe things you did in the beginning stages? Um, I think that following who you want to become is huge. Like I think when I was very insecure and I had like a list of things I could fix about myself and like my business and all that stuff. I was the content that I was consuming online. I mean, our whole lives are on our phone. Like regardless of if you don't spend a lot of time on social media, like you're constantly consuming content. And I think that what you're consuming has a huge part to do with it. And I try to preach that to anyone who's like dealing with stuff like that. It's like, take a look and like do an audit. I think you talked about this in one of your other podcasts, but like, do an audit of your social media, like stop following the people from high school who make you feel like shit or stop following the influencers who look like a Barbie doll that y'all never look like. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I personally, like the people that I follow are people like you or people like curvy influencers who are business women and like people that I would want to become. Like, I think that's a huge part of getting my mind like back into it because if I'm following people who are like, I don't know if I'm following people who aren't motivating me or or who aren't inspiring me to like get up and get work done and do stuff, then what's the point? I like friends have a huge part. Like who you surround yourself is who, who you surround yourself with is who you will become. Like I've had friends in the past who are just like very happy and like complacent with their lives. And now I feel confident that like my circle is pretty good and I'm surrounded and have a community of people who are constantly trying to better themselves and whether that's relationships or the gym or work or their school, like anything like that, I feel like that plays a huge role. So that was a great answer. I love it, especially because social media is such a big part of our lives. So the way that you've painted it as a way, as a resource to improve your mindset is awesome. Cause I think a lot of times people look at social media as a negative thing and there's always bad news being shared or whatever, but it's like you in ways can control what it is that you're consuming. So if you're following people who, and obviously like you mentioned, like it's curvy influencers for you, which is something that I also relate to. That might not be the same for those of you listening, right? But you have to find those people that resonate with you and that make you feel good and not just kind of 
you know, do what everybody else is saying to do or following suit. But it's funny that you brought up friendships because that was my next question for you. My my next point is that I think being prepared to potentially lose friends or become distant with others when you start embarking on an entrepreneurship journey is something that I wasn't prepared for, um, that I would definitely make aware, make people aware of if you're going to start. And not necessarily like in this really awful, like, oh my gosh, we have terrible friend breakups and fights. And it's not necessarily that. It's just that I think when you are an entrepreneur, you have a different mindset. Your priorities are different and not everyone can understand or comprehend why you make the decisions you make or why you prioritize things, right? Like why maybe you're, you don't want to go out on the weekends and you don't want to drink and you want to stay home and work on creating more earrings or whatever it may be for me, like creating content, right? And luckily for me, I haven't really had any friends that I've like fallen off or like, you know, gotten distant from because of this. But some of I feel like my high school friend group I love and relate to for different reasons. Whereas now being an entrepreneur, I'm working on building a circle of like-minded people like yourself and like a lot of the other girls I've had on here. So I think that there are definitely challenges when it comes to friendships, because once again, people just don't understand or not everybody understands. So you kind of briefly mentioned that you have experienced this, right? Um, and like, what did that look like for you as far as distancing yourself maybe, or just kind of naturally growing apart that, that has happened for you, right? Yeah, I haven't really lost any friends like due to technically like the, like what you were talking about. But I feel like just as I've gone older, I've learned that like some people don't understand that we're adults now and like life is too hectic to see each other every other day and it's just that's not how life is anymore so I feel like there's certain people that I've like grown apart towards but like you said like I've been I feel like my circle like I've been blessed with them for a while now and like my friends will come over and like put together earrings with me or like put earrings on cards like or show up to pop-ups like I always tend to feel blessed like it's never really a a challenge for me um, anymore. However, I have realized to like set boundaries going into new relationships and friendships of like, okay, I need to remember that like, to I just need to remember to have my priorities set and like boundaries with that, you know, and have those conversations. I think like, yeah, like conversation yeah. is so valuable and it can prevent a lot of hurt or misunderstanding if like you said you go into it saying hey like for example if you're just making a new friend right like hey i run a business and i want to be your friend but you know i can only hang out this day of the week or this right whatever it may be obviously that's just like a random example but i think like priorities um, or boundaries and conversation can go a long way with friendships um and that kind of goes hand in hand with like being an adult. Cause obviously I feel like when you're younger and a teenager and in high school, like we tend to just be very gossipy and talk behind each other's backs and not have those conversations. Whereas like now, if somebody did something that upset me or I didn't feel supported by a friend or whatever, I'd definitely be like, Hey, let's talk about this. Like what's, what's going right. on here. Yeah. I'm not the best with confrontation. So that's something I'm still trying to learn. But when it comes to, business and friends like it's for me it's more time that I struggle with like I don't know about you but I I mean for me it's like a product so I feel like it's different but like I'm sure for you it's like okay but can we hang out and can you want to film content like let's have like me and you have talked about having like a fun content day like I think that's a good way to like kind of still maintain your friendships but also like keep your priorities set like last night I had a friend over but I really needed to put earrings on cards like I had 150 pairs of earrings and I was like girl like I have to do this while we talk so we sat and had a conversation and like it was great but the whole time I was still like getting work done and obviously that's not every time I hang out with this person but sometimes you have to like set those boundaries like hey I can hang out tonight but we have to like make a compromise but I think it's important to have people that are at least cheering you on and like supporting you because I have been in like 
whether it's a friendship or like dating relationships where like you're not being like lifted up necessarily and now that I feel like I've made that shift into like my circle cheering me on and like lifting me up it's made a huge difference in like my work because I feel like it's when you're more positive and you're lifted up like that like your work is going to show oh absolutely directly impacts it and I it's great that we've both been blessed with friends and family members who are so supportive and that's definitely something that I don't take for granted um but I was gonna say something and it it slipped my mind but I loved your answer (laughs) I loved what you said (laughs) um but I think that you had a couple questions I don't know if they I think they were kind of similar right was there anything yeah I was I think I asked about um time management like how do you manage how do you navigate like managing your time because that's one thing that I'm struggling with but like I said like last night I like I was like, okay, I want to do both, but let me do both. But like, sometimes you can't do both and you have to pick one. So I struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think I've been making a schedule for myself as if I were working a nine to five. So like when I did, I always go back to when I worked at the gym, um, right after COVID lifted, I started working at a gym and I was a manager there. Um, I worked there for about a year. I worked a lot of hours, but I also experienced life I also got to hang out with friends and family and do fun things and it was because I had a schedule right I knew going into every week what my hours were going to be so if a friend reached out and said hey I want to hang out or my family's planning a family outing or whatever game night I can say okay well looking at my schedule I have this day available at this time or I'm free here right so I think treating your business like your job like you would working for somebody else and that's something that I haven't always done and I'm still working on right like I'll always be transparent to say that I'm not ever like the best at these things that I'm sharing but I'm working on them for sure and I think just having a schedule so like I recently kind of had this revelation is that the word I'm looking for like this epiphany of hey if I work really hard Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday even, and give my all to my business just like I would if I worked a nine to five Monday through Friday, then Saturday, Sunday, I'll have the space and the time to do whatever else I want without feeling guilty for not showing up for my business on those days. And I think, yeah, I think time management goes hand in hand with feeling guilty because as business owners and as entrepreneurs, there's definitely a guilt around not being proactive all the time. Like if I'm not working, if I'm not taking content, if I'm not thinking about content or thinking about my podcast or thinking about the next move in my mind, I'm not progressing. I'm not doing what I should be doing. But that's not. And it's hard when you're a, yeah. And it's hard when you're a people pleaser too, because then you feel guilty if you're not spending time with family or friends or whatever. So I was going to say like, I've tried to do the whole like, okay, I'm going to work from 10 to 6 on this day. But then like someone will call me, hey, do you want to, can you help me get a ride or can you help me do this? And like, obviously I'm going to do that because I'm a people pleaser. But at the same time, it's like, well, now I'm not making a promise to myself, which like loses confidence. You know what I mean? Like when you make lose prom or when you break promises to yourself, you're losing your own trust absolutely so I think that's like huge with discipline <laughs> snaps that was fire <laughs> but like you're I feel like it's hard to do that but it just takes discipline like it's I'm gonna have to practice on that because I tend to say like okay today I'm gonna work on this for 10 to 6 say or like 10 to 2 but then a friend facetimes me at 11 30 I'm not gonna decline it because I love my friend and I want to talk to them hmm but you know what I mean? But then you kind of, in the end, you kind of are like, ah, oh, shit, I probably should have told them, if hey, I was let me call you office, later. If I was at an office working a nine to five, I wouldn't have been able to answer. Exactly. If they were at an office nine to five, they wouldn't answer. Like, yeah, it's, it's about that like balance, but also like make keeping that promise to yourself of like, okay, I need to work yeah. at this time. So yeah, I need to talk <laughs> Yeah, <about> it's, <laughs> it's an ever growing thing like being an entrepreneur I feel like there it's never I'm 
you can be great at things, but I think you can always be better, right? You can always work to be a little bit better, 1% better. So like with time management, for example, it's something that the current version of me is better at than the newbie entrepreneur me was, but it's still, I'm still not great at it as the next version of me can be, or the higher version of myself can be. So I think like my short answer for you with time management is really just about setting those boundaries, like you said, and just having a plan in place. And for me, because I know that other people too probably live at home. I know Sophia, she has the cutest freaking apartment. I, I love it. Every time I go there, I'm <laughs> like, oh, you. it's so freaking cute here. But not, you know, some of us still mm-hmm. are living at home, myself included. And for me, it's been a more so setting boundaries with my family and having to let them know, hey, when I'm recording, I really need you guys to try to keep it quiet. Or, hey, like I know you guys, when they come in my room to just chat with me and I'm on my phone, it looks like I'm just on my phone, but I'm working. And I have to say, hey, I'm actually working right now. Can we talk about this later? So it just kind of goes back to those boundaries and the converse- having conversations, whether it be with friends, family, partners. Um, you have to respect yourself and your business in order for other people to. Um, And I think the way that you do that is by setting up the schedule, setting up a plan and sticking to it, like you said. So I also have another question. This is like off, this can be off camera. I was going to ask like how dating is, like, are you dating? Like, are you? Yeah. So, so, okay. I don't know if you're like going actively like out on dates, but I was going to say like how dating is with Mm. this job. Like going yeah, it. so it's actually, it's funny you ask this because I have started to kind of date again. Um, so I've been single for like two years, if you didn't know. I mean, you should know if you watched the episode from earlier this week. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I have been dating a little bit. Um, I went on like a couple dates earlier this year, um, but it's actually making it incredibly challenging for me to date right now and not because I'm like trying to run a business and like that's where my priority is because being an entrepreneur will show you things about people that you didn't recognize prior because once again being an entrepreneur requires a different kind of mindset that not a lot of people have so for me the challenge with dating is connecting with people on that emotionally mature and just higher mentality that I feel like a lot of guys our age don't possess. <laughs> so that's the challenge for what me. Do you say, yeah, sorry. I was going to say like, what do you say when, like when they ask what you do for work? Cause they're probably like, Oh, I'm a plumber or Oh, I'm, <laughs> I, like I, a plumber was a very weird like, <laughs> first go, but like, I don't know, like maybe they work in an office. Like, what Mm -hmm. do you, do you say like, I'm an entrepreneur? Like, how do you explain that? Because for me, I use, like, I would always just be like, oh, I own a small business. But like, there's other parts to Mm -hmm. that. Like, you know, like I do photos and stuff, but I would never say it. Yeah. Cause I don't, cause sometimes I feel like, am I saying too much? Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean because I've always found it to be challenging to explain. I also think that because I'm not where I want to be with my business, this is a a mindset shift that I have to work on, but because I'm not where I want to be with my business, I tend to get shy about talking about it. Right. So it's like hard when people ask, what do you do? But I think it just comes back to being confident and respecting your business wherever it's at. So I own it. And you know, when people ask, they're not knowing all the details. They're not knowing what my bank account looks like or any of the behind the scenes stuff. So I've been recently I okay, so I'm about to out myself right now. <laughs> but I did I did put myself on Bumble last week. 3 days, ladies, okay? I deleted it. I know some of you are probably going to be like, "What the fuck, Michaela? You've been telling us not to get on the apps," which I have. And let's just say that I was not mentally strong that day when I did it. And then after like 3 days, I was like, "Fuck this." There was a reason I said not to get on the apps, which I know you and your man met on an app, which I like, I'm so happy for you. But personally, I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't do it anymore. But when I did have to put like for work, I put content creator because I feel like it 
embodies everything that I'm doing as far as like my personal platform and then the podcast. And then obviously I also work with my dad a bit doing content creation for his business. So I just put content creator and then some people that I was chatting with would like ask me, oh, I saw you're a creator. What do you do? And then I just say, well, I am, I have a platform on Instagram where I help women navigate their 20s. I also am a podcast host and I do social media management for my dad's company. So it's like really not that much, right? It's, I think actually, it's like way more interesting than like being like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, <laughs> you know? Right. But when you say you have a podcast, like that sounds intimidating to a guy. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's made it so hard like, to, to find yeah. people. Because the reason is, is that like, they're not confident in themselves. Like the only way a man will ever get right. intimidated yeah. by a woman is if they're not confident in who they are. 100%. And that is definitely a struggle that I have as a young entrepreneur and a business owner because a lot of guys are not mentally there and so that's definitely the challenge but as far as like explaining what I do I've rewrote the story in my head of it's fucking awesome and I should be proud to share it I should be excited to share it yeah even if I'm not where I want to be I'm not where I started and I have something powerful that I'm doing this is an awesome right. opportunity, not just for me, but for yeah. the women that I'm impacting. So why wouldn't I want to share that? And any man or any person really that isn't receptive to that doesn't belong in my life. So for sure. Yeah. I'm always intrigued because every time, I don't know if you watch um, like Remy Ashton or like Alicia, they have this podcast together and like Alicia's dating and she'll talk about how she, they're obviously at a bigger volume than we are, but like they or talk about dating and she's just like I don't I always just say I'm in marketing or like she'll say that she's like like very vague about it because I'm always like I wonder that's probably hard to see like who is genuine and who's just like clout chasing mm, oh okay yeah I never no. really looked at it and that way as far as like me saying like I'm an influencer or creator and then guys being more like attracted because of that is that what you're saying yeah like I just wonder if that's like a challenge at mm. all or, that's interesting but I think a lot yeah. of people it's good that you own it, though. what did you say I said it's good that you own it like that's mm. what you should do but it's just so in guys you never know like guys are guys are guys mm. so. yeah yeah I haven't let's just say I deleted Bumble for a reason so that's enough <laughs> said there but I think a lot of the times why I, I never went on Bumble <laughs> honestly I my sister was kind of the one that was like, if you're going to get on any app, do Bumble. Cause it's typically like in her experience, she was like, it's the best one for people who are actually like looking for something. But then the reason, okay. I don't know, some people may have seen my, um, my thread post. I don't know what, what they call it. Is it a thread post? Is it whatever, you know, the Instagram version of Twitter, which is now X <laughs> It's just so confusing, but I made a there the other day and I said repeat after me I don't chase I attract now stop forcing the situation and let the universe work its magic on your life and that was literally something that I said to myself out loud as I went to delete bumble because I was like girl you are forcing this way too much and like I was just putting way too much of my time and energy into it um but yeah anyway so basically to just tie that into entrepreneurship is like what I was telling myself is like it will come when it's meant to come and the, the right person who you know appreciates what I do and respects what I do for the right reasons will come into my life at the right time and I think you could say that for friendships as well um, if you are feeling like you know you don't have that circle that Sophia and I have been blessed with because definitely not everyone is blessed in that area um but I think kind of like letting go and and giving up that control in areas that you really don't have a ton of control in um can be really a really powerful thing but but yeah um dating and being an entrepreneur is very it's a very interesting thing um very new chapter of my life too because when I was in my previous relationship I was still not taking my business so seriously. So my mindset wasn't at the level that it's at now. And now it's like, yeah, and now <laughs> it just brings to light how little people work on themselves when you are always working on yourselves. And it makes it, obviously you don't want to settle to be in a relationship with somebody who is not 
working on themselves and, and doing those things that you see as important. So it is a challenge, but um, <laughs> did you have any other questions for me though? I don't think so. No, that was it. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, we already talked about it, but my, I wrote oh. down like, if you could tell your younger self something, but we already went over oh, yeah, that. We had similar questions. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, my last question for you is a final piece of advice to the girls who do want to start a business or who have already started the business, but maybe are in one of those slower seasons like we talked about and they're downing themselves, is there a final piece of advice that you would give to them? I would say, like, I, I mean, I kind of said it before, but like, give yourself grace through those slow seasons because I know I sometimes struggle with it, but that's the only way you're going to get through. Like, give yourself grace, appreciate where you are, and just like keep going. Mm. because I think eventually like you said it's gonna come it's going to come as long as you stay consistent like anything like relationships like the gym like business like anything just stay consistent so right there's no way for it to not I'm still learning it myself but that's what I would give advice to yeah you know what sometimes the things that we are experiencing and learning about are things that like I feel like we can speak so much on because we've become aware that we need to work on them. Whereas not everybody has that awareness. So the awareness is the first step. And once you have that awareness, it's like, you can still be working on it and share with other people and inspire them in that way. Yeah. Another thing too, my old boss, Paula, shout out Paula. I, she always used to say done is better than perfect. And like, I've started saying that now so much because some, like, I don't really define myself as a perfectionist because I'm not like very critical about like I'm like oh I could have done it differently but it's okay but like for the perfectionists here I think done is better than perfect like it's not going to be perfect every single time sometimes you just need to get something out there for you like I'm sure like a post or like a brand deal yeah it could have been a little bit better but like it's due today so it's getting posted like earrings like done is better than perfect I don't know I love that saying and I feel like I refer to it a lot in my head I love it too it reminds me of just taking messy action that's kind of my like parallel saying Mm -hmm. is like take messy action and Mm -hmm. progress over perfection is also what I've been saying so like they're all they're all the same they're all all interchangeable (laughs) but I love that and my answer for this is actually something you touched on perfectly earlier which is to surround yourself with people who get it, people who get you, um, whether that be in person or online. Like I love that you had mentioned the thing about social media and like following people who are similar to you or who are what you see as your highest version of yourself, right? Um, And then also like books and podcasts are a big part of that as well. If you're not finding those people around you to get, in front of like if you are struggling to meet with people in person who are like you or connect with people online I think you can connect with entrepreneurs through books and podcasts and like obviously you can't really talk to them and communicate with them but I like I'll listen to a podcast there's this one guy the mindset mentor his name's Rob Dial but the podcast is the mindset mentor and every morning I'll listen to one of his episodes and when it's over I say thanks Rob that was a great episode really needed to hear that and I like talk to him out loud like he can't hear me but like he's a part of my circle you know even though he doesn't know who I am he's a part of my circle of working on myself and bettering myself he's a reason that I am where I am today and same goes for books like I'll be reading and I'm like girl that I needed that you know like whatever so I think for me that would be um my final piece of advice is surround yourself with people who are going to support you and uplift you because you will need it because sometimes we can't be that person for ourselves it's just unrealistic to think that we'll always be positive and we'll always be motivated like it just doesn't happen so having people in your immediate circle or your online circle or your metaphorical circle (laughs) and people that will support you in every season of that too Mm, because I feel like I've I've witnessed people that will only support you when you're like doing well and it's like you need to be there for all of the highs and lows and not you need to find those people that will be there for all the highs and lows 
Because if they're only there when you're doing good, then they're no use to you. And that is a mic drop. Mic drop. Love it. Snap. <laughs> mic drops. All of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sophia, for... Thanks for having me. Of course. No, of course. I, you know, I... I hope I did. hope I did well. <laughs> yes, you did. you did. a fantastic job. No, I appreciate anyone who takes the time and effort to show up on the podcast and put yourself out of your comfort zone. You guys off camera, Sophia was like, oh, I'm really nervous. I'm like, oh, you're going to crush it. Right. And I think that too is a big part of being an entrepreneur and a business yeah. owner. Just anybody who wants to grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Cause if, if it's comfortable, then that means you've peaked, right? There's nowhere yeah. else for you to go. We should have talked about solo trips. <laughs> that would have been so good because you like you inspired me for my solo trip but we could do that another time oh well like, yeah we'll have um, to keep that in mind for another episode yeah, but I know you did sure. go on a solo trip recently yeah. to Hawaii right mm-hmm. yeah so fun but I remember being like okay Michaela did this I can do this I can do this <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like, cha- I tried to channel you like oh. during it <laughs> oh that means so much I appreciate that and actually that mindset works great with this topic because anybody who's doing what you want to do as an aspiring entrepreneur, aspiring business owner or creator, there are so many people doing what you want to be doing, right? Just like you were saying, you saw me go on the solo trip. So you're like, okay, if Michaela could do it, I could do it. That's how I look at you with business or with anybody online that's doing what I want to do. I'm like, okay, well, if she can do it, then why the fuck can't I do it? Like it's, it's clearly possible. So just, keep that in mind too on this journey is like what you want has already is already being done. So that's proof enough that it's possible. And if one person can do it, then we all could do it. Essentially. It's not for everybody, but for the people who it is for, for the people who know they're meant for more, there's a lot of us out there and a lot of us are taking the action and making it happen. So it's your turn. Right. Yeah. Perfect ending. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, Sophia, let the girls know where they can find you and your business. Yeah. So you can shop my earrings and all of my fun stuff at Sophia Tabs Handmade, just on Instagram, website SophiaTabsHandmade.com. Um, and then my personal Instagram and TikTok is just Sophia M. Tabs. Awesome. And you guys know, as usual, I'll be sure to leave all of her handles in the description, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple or Spotify. So be sure to go check her out, show her some love, buy some of her stuff, whether it be for you or for a friend, family, great gifts. And thank you, Sophia, so much again for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of A Girl's Guide to and come back on Friday for another solo episode. And if you found this episode to be helpful, inspirational, maybe you know somebody who would love to hear it, please share it with them. Leave a comment, like, subscription, any of those things. Of course, I always appreciate it, but it does help the show grow to reach more people, which is even more important. So thank you again. I love you and I'll see you later. Bye.